This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me, Dipanjana Pal and Rajeshri Sen. We have a challenge before us today, Ms. Sen. Our producer, Kartik Nijawan, is very sad. And our challenge in this podcast is to make him happy. Yes, but in 15 minutes. Well, we're going to talk for longer than that. So after yeah. that, he'll get sad, get sad again. again. This week, we're going to talk about Badrinath Ki Dulhaniya, hmm. the new trailer of Phil Laurie, which Miss Sen and I both liked. Yes. Super Bowl had a clutch of ads. Lady Gaga was amazing. Melissa McCarthy was as amazing with almost as much makeup as it turns out. <laughs> Rajashree went to watch The Great Wall and... <coughs> I'm still reeling. From and it. apparently... She's convinced MSG2 is going to be a better film. So you yes, know. Yes, yes, for sure. You know you have to wait for this. All this and more coming right up. Varun Dhawan, what is your take on him? So, my take is very poor on him. But uh, I think he's quite funny. I think this whole young breed, Siddharth Malhotra, Varun Dhawan and all are much brighter than, say, the Govinda bunch and mm. even Akshay Kumar and all. They sort of have the same kind of humor as a Shah Rukh Khan and all these guys right. have. Now, when it comes to acting talent, though, hmm. I did watch Badlapur, hmm. in which Varun Dhawan supposedly acted, hmm. and he did not act particularly well. Like he was very intense. That I think you could tell he off. was acting. Yeah, like he was trying to act. Now, before Badrinath Ki Dulhanya, another film had been made, which was Hamti Sharma Ki Dulhanya. Which had Alia Bhatt and Varun Dhawan again in it. And I had actually liked that film. Means not that I would recommend it to my children to watch. But I had liked it in the sense that they showed a woman who has sex before marriage. Like, hmm. it was nice to see a mainstream uh, Hindi film. Hmm. And a commercial film. There was nothing arty about that film. Showing a woman making choices which are sexual choices in her life, which you normally would not see in a Hindi film. Usually they justify that by saying she will marry that person only. All of which is the writer's credit and not Varun yeah, Dhawan's. Not at all. So that's what Varun Dhawan's acting skills are. I have not noticed them yet. Now, Badrinath Ki Dulhanya is pretty much the second, the sequel to Hamti Sharma, but they are different characters in this. Not just that, everything is different yeah. about them. The only thing it has in common is the title. And the actors. And the actors. Yeah. Who are, shockingly enough, playing different roles. But anyway, so this is written and directed by Shashank Khaitan. And the trailer came out earlier this week. Yeah. Varundhavan and Alia Bhatt play Badrinath and Vaidehi. Yeah. Badrinath seems to be like a bit of a good for nothing, much like Hamti Sharma mm. was. And uh, Vaidehi isn't. And she kind of gives it back to him. We have been promised a little hutki twist. Badrinath Bansal, Urf Badri. Molestation के जुर्म में सीधा अंदर हो जाओगे ये बात अपने भेजे में घुसा कर ताला मार लो अब हमेशा सोचते थे जिससे शादी करेंगे ना हम उसकी जिंदगी बन जाएगी पर तुमको देखने के बाद हमको ऐसा लगता है 
कि जिससे तुम्हारी शादी होगी ना उसकी जिंदगी बन जाएगी बेटा आप बड़े भारी मांग लिखे इसीलिए पेड़ से शादी तो आपको ही करनी पड़ेगी जोकिंग राइट शादी पेड़ से नहीं लड़की से होती है वहाँ एक ही लड़की थी मैं आप मरने से पहले जिंदा थी नहीं नहीं मैं तो पैदाशी भूत हूँ क्या क्या उल्लू This I think is going to be one of my most anticipated films of the year even though it's only February. What you just heard is a little bit from Philori an upcoming Indian romantic comedy that is going to be produced by Anushka Sharma. Yeah, I think who it's is starring in it. Film which is producing. No, huh? NH10 was the NH10, first one. NH10, yeah, which so was also excellent. So so exciting. Did you like it? I loved it and I usually don't like anushka sharma in films i feel that she plays the same character she plays this loud punjabi sort of uh like it's just the same character but over here she's honey she is it's it's just very sweet it's about a couple who one couple is getting married right that's so the, suraj sharma who we last saw in life, life of pi suraj sharma is to get married to a woman who's i think her name is marine peerzada hmm. but i'm not entirely sure because yeah. i haven't seen her that much but suraj sharma is supposed to be getting married when they realize suraj sharma is manglik can he has to marry a tree which he does yeah. um and it turns out that in that tree is a ghost yeah the ghost of shashi played by anushka, anushka sharma and so she shows up and says well now you've married me hmm so you know Let's sort this thing out, and then they've cut the tree, so he can't unmarry yeah. it. I'm not sure how he'd do that, but I like the idea of it as well. Um, somewhere in here, we're also going to go traveling back in time. Time travel is something that I'm usually very, very, um, shall I say, hesitant about hmm. because Bollywood does not do it well. This time, however, thanks to time travel, we will see Diljit Dosanjh without his shirt on, which. according to the trailer is a very very good thing um leaving aside his shirtlessness he is playing um he's playing anushka sharma's character's love interest yeah. he's also going to be singing in the film which is great because he has a beautiful voice all in all i am really looking forward to this one which is going to be coming out on march 24th yes jolly llb which is the second part of jolly llb jolly llb which had arshad varsi the first one arshad varsi has graduated to akshay kumar akshay kumar i don't know whether that's a good thing or not but akshay kumar now comes with huma qureshi to get us uh, this wonderful film which is uh, i'm glad you've decided yeah. it's wonderful <laughs> which was a satire on the uh, legal Indian legal system yeah. essentially so the trailer was quite fun i have to say it wasn't like it didn't seem over the top it reminded me of that film he done with paresh rawal and hera feri it hera had feri. that hera feri ish feel but uh let's keep in mind that the freedom of expression is when we have our freedom of expression stymied we go to the courts to uphold it so the courts over here have in fact decided that What is all this freedom of expression? Because a gentleman called Ajay Kumar Vaghmare, 
he filed a petition in the Bombay High Court saying that certain scenes in the film were uh, insulting to the judiciary and the legal profession. So this profession. is the thing. Vagmare himself is a lawyer. Yeah. And his problem with Jolly LLB 2 is that it's making the legal profession look bad. Yeah. Now, considering the backlog of cases in this country and the kind of stories we hear of lawyers fleecing their clients, yeah. there is no Bollywood film required to make lawyers look bad. Let's just put it out and there. And I would think that other film made uh, Bollywood look worse. That uh, Bollywood, I'm saying the legal industry look worse, which is the film again with uh, Akshay Kumar, Rustam. Rustam. Because that, like, they look like frankly freaks, every the lawyers. every Bollywood court case that court has case had has insulted, yeah, has insulted them. So now the ruling has been uh, given, say, and a three-member panel looked into this matter because it's so serious, right? A Hindi film may have made fun of the legal profession and four cuts have been made in the film hmm. uh, one of which uh, I don't one know. of which involves the shoe throwing bit which is actually in the trailer I think yeah so now in the trailer so now yeah. in that scene the jumping on and off the dais will be removed but the dialogue and conversation between the protagonist yeah. and the judge will be retained by which we are to conclude I imagine that lawyers should not be athletic enough to jump onto dioceses. yeah I'm guessing none of this takes away from the fact that this is a this is a ridiculous situation one of the cuts is for a dialogue that says kya akal lagai hai yeah. what is wrong with that no, line either way what does this say about our country that any you cannot make a film about anything according to this because everyone is forever getting offended i have a question a question have you ever actually watched the sports side of super bowl no i only watch half time so i really <laughs> think the whole point of super bowl is that half time yeah. right they get one kick-ass performer who does this amazing spectacular show it's a very coveted spot mm. And there are ads. This year we had Lady Gaga performing. And Lady Gaga is known for her amazing performances. But I think even by those standards, this one was ridiculous. Yeah. America. World. How you doing tonight? We're here to make you feel good. You want to feel good with us? You're giving me a million reasons to let you go. You're giving me to quit the show You're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million reasons About a million reasons If I had a pee, I would run for the hills If you could find a dry way I'd forever be still You're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million There were 300 drones behind her which moved in like it choreographed motion and it's the first like it and I didn't even realize they were drones I thought they had put up lights behind her but they were drones that were uh, monitored by one man one computer and one it's just fabulous the kind of shows they put up she was spectacular it was like a 14 minute performance yeah. I think and she did not stop more than that the ads like speaking of freedom of expression so we do have in america a particularly ridiculous presidency yeah. it's fair to say that like even trump is saying i mean i really didn't think i'd see the day when the white house press 
statement would be that the president doesn't own a bathrobe. In the middle of all of this ridiculousness, for these ads to come out, I think is amazing. Most of these ads, keep in mind that this is the Super Bowl, which is watched by so many people. These are companies which need to sell their products at the end of the day. So while it's all very cool to say, oh, why don't you make a political statement? At the end of the day, you want people to watch the ad, which you spend lots of money making and lots of money buying that spot to watch it and then go and buy your product because then you can make more such ads, say. To take the risk of pissing off a whole bunch of people because there are there is a large chunk of people who has voted for Mr. Trump, whether we like it or not. And almost every ad had a political, either an undertone to it or overtly was political. Everyone is raving about the lumber. 84 lumber. 84 lumber, which has this uh, mother and daughter. and child, uh, a Mexican mother and child making this very arduous journey to evidently come across the border. Yeah. And they're not able to because there's a wall initially. Yeah. And so here's the thing. The original version of the ad had the the wall. wall. The the one that was shown in Super Hmm. uh, Bowl has barbed wire because it was considered too political. Yeah. Um, which sort of defeats the purpose anyway. Mm. But somewhere in there, there's like doors made of lumber. So whatever. So they can get in. So I like, fine, it's very sweet, but it's a very obvious. The one which I really liked was the Budweiser ad. So Budweiser has been getting a lot of flack for this ad, which is... And I don't think they meant to be political. No, this is the thing. So Budweiser, which is by far the worst beer in the world, uh, came up with a Super Bowl ad, which they they claim they didn't realize there was going to be anything political about this. Which I find it odd because even when you're looking at it, the... Treatment of the ad also is it's a beautiful ad. You you must and watch it's it. Entirely fiction. It's, None of it is real. Yeah, that's not real, but watch it. I don't know how they could think that there would not be anything political. I'm it's possible when they made the ad that they didn't, but once Trump became president and in the last week before Super Bowl, they must have thought now oh, 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 what did Should we have do? struck. Yeah, but it's a that is a really good ad. I really like Airbnb's uh ad also which is a really short ad, but it is what Airbnb is. Anyone can come and live in anyone's home anywhere and no one is judging you. You might get locked up by the person whose house you live in. It's happened. But that's a flip side. Minor detail. At least they aren't. At least uh, they're making good ads. Yeah, that's So uh, the other ad that I really liked um, was the Squarespace ad with John Malkovich. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's very, very funny. A 30-second spot in 2016 Super Bowl cost five million dollars. Yeah. So think of the risk you're taking, like to make a political ad and have you spend that money to buy the spot. Forget how much your ad has cost. Say nobody buys your product after that. Insane. Saturday Night Live, which is always political, pretty much, had. I don't think they were really. You know, they were just poking fun at yeah, one now point it's of time. More and more. Polit- this is the thing. Like, so just uh, a couple of days ago, Joan Baez made a statement saying that you know we need new protest songs, and mm. Joan Baez is of course legendary as the folk singer who gave America some of its most beautiful protest songs. Yeah. And I was reading her uh, interview, and I was just thinking that this is the thing. This is the plus side or the silver lining of the Trump presidency. There's great work coming out. And 
SNL sketches are just becoming better and better. So, uh, Melissa McCarthy had a. They didn't tell people that she was going to be on it. So it was like a surprise part of the of SNL's uh, shoot. So she came on to play Sean Spicer. who is Donald Trump's press secretary, secretary. right and uh, Sean Spicer has the most fabulous uh, press meets like it it's He's bizarre He's the man we can thank for you know the bathrobe comment Melissa McCarthy did the most fabulous skit or uh, which was a Sean Spicer press meet I'm marvel at the makeup that they do because it she is amazing yeah she also, did look like a man Melissa McCarthy is a comic genius. Yeah. She started it off by saying, you know, my, the press and I have had a rocky start and by rocky I mean the movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like immediately you're with her. And her expressions are so good. Her when she was chewing gum, it was it's just oh. fabulous. But Sean Spicer has made a statement after watching this and i have to give him some credit because he seems more gracious than donald trump has been till now because he said i think melissa mccarthy needs to slow down on the gum chewing way too many pieces in there all this discussion about the trump presidency leads me to obviously the great wall of china yeah no the great wall because it's wall. a neat transition yeah. yes but it is because i sat and watched this film because the panjana uh, instructed me to do so i just like to say this is the one time i've been able to make sri do anything so and, it's a triumph and she should be very sorry for doing this to me the I am only not. thing was it's a one hour 43 minute film so it wasn't too long it's a 3d film the great wall it stars mad demon so one would think it would be of a certain caliber and not just it's that, directed not just by that. Yeah. it's uh, directed by zhang yimou who is one of uh, one of china's most spectacular directors uh, he's the one who made red sorghum he made house of flying daggers he made hero which was one of the most ambitious wuxia films you know these uh, mixed no, martial he's made, arts no he's made the great wall so, zhang yimou is known for making spectacular fantasy films that look gorgeous like you can mm. freeze frame any moment of hero for instance and it would be a perfect painting i'm guessing from your face the same cannot be said no so it's this is a epic historical fiction action adventure monster film it's every he just doesn't have romance in it although there was a little romance i just want to tell you so, so mad damon by the way yeah. he faced a certain amount of uh, criticism yeah. because it was assumed that since it's a zhang yimou film he's taking a chinese actor's role yeah. and uh this so is he's not he's no, a no yeah he's a foreigner they aren't really clear about because he says i fought against the spaniards i've fought against like he basically says to explain his antecedents he says that he's fought with various countries and uh he's traveling so they are traveling he and a uh, friend are traveling through china they've reached china now to look for black powder for dynamite So he's not Chinese but there are lots of Chinese people in this film so people should be happy about that part but mm. along with the Chinese people and Matt Damon and Willem Dafoe who also seems very confused about what he's doing in this film Listen, like, dude he was an antichrist bobbiting himself or smashing his yeah, own so balls it, this so is this better. is nothing but along with them there's a bunch like thousands of monsters called the Tao Te 
Now let me explain this. I was watching this film at two in the afternoon. There was no alcohol in me. There was very little food in me. I did wish there was lots of alcohol in me because suddenly, while Matt Damon is talking, a tauti, which looks like a pterodactyl meat. a uh, brontosaurus sunny attacks him and like i was like dude what happened over here it was the great wall of china and then i realized this film is an allegory of what is happening in america okay the wall is the wall which Naturally. trump will build it is to keep out the tauti who are the immigrants are you saying mexicans are a uh, hybrid of pterodactyl yeah, and brontosaurus yeah because those monsters are fabulous they're unstoppable and if you don't stop them they will take over the world that is what they say and who will stop them a white man wait matt damon is playing trump trump and his hair is really long and unruly for quite a bit of the film wow. so that is while watching it i realized oh this has much deeper significance which even jang yinut did not probably think. didn't yes. realize and neither did matt China. okay so what it did remind me of also other than of course that it's a commentary on trump's usa uh is uh what's the beijing olympics because everything is so choreographed and so emotionless hmm it's worrying from the historical fantasy monster madness crap of the great wall to some fantasy that is absolutely and totally delightful netflix has produced a new version of lemony snicket a series of unfortunate events which is one of the most dark and delightful um children's fiction that you can come across there was a film based on this uh, uh on this series of books by uh, daniel handler who goes by the pseudonym mm. of lemony snicket um and the movie i've got to say was not very good yeah i don't it was in fact bad hmm. however the netflix series is awesome hello my name is lemony snicket and once again i find myself in a dimly lit room talking to a complete stranger blue skies smiling at me nothing but blue skies violet klaus and sunny were intelligent children most everything that happened to them was rife with misfortune and despair why do you hate us so much because it's fun so uh, this is a series that they've done which the good thing about netflix as usual is that they have the entire series out in one go so you don't have to wait you can just binge watch it and you really do feel like binge watching this because it's so wonderful it really made me think of uh, wes anderson you know that uh, that same sort of vintage quirky yeah so the guy who's done the sets for this is the same person who works with uh, wes anderson mr wes yeah and you can see it when you're uh, like the sets are fabulous it's very fantastical and it has so lemony snicket is basically about these three rich orphans which are uh, there's a boy and a girl who are violet and klaus and they have a baby uh, sunny bodeless these three kids are sent off by their parents to this deserted uh, beach yeah and the kids realize that it's a little bit odd like uh, klaus asks violet that why do you think our parents didn't want to come with us but violet sort of rushes that aside the, there's a fire while they're at the beach and their house is burned down their parents are killed in the fire and their custody goes to a distant relative by the name of count olaf olaf 
played by Neil Patrick Harris in one of his best. So that's Doogie Howser for people who don't know. And it's really sad that Neil Patrick Perth- Harris just yeah. cannot get past Doogie Howser. But, but yes. he is so good over here because everything is very, very grim. So these children are going. So in the will, it's written that they will go to their parents' closest living relatives so that is taken to mean the person who lives closest to them so count olaf appears on the scene because he has decided that these are kids with a massive inheritance and he wants their money that's the only reason why he's taking their charge taking charge of them and uh you go through a series of adventures that they have and it's narrated by lemony snicket him lemony snicket is yeah. played by patrick warburton, warburton. and I think this is actually one of Patrick Warburton's best yeah. performances till date. Uh what I love about Lemony Snicket is that uh the character is yeah. a narrator for this entire series. So you realize at one point in the set of books that he actually has a connection to the Baudelaire family. Um but at every point Lemony Snicket and Patrick Warburton in this series yeah. tell you that this is a terrible story yeah. like right at the beginning lemony snicket says you shouldn't watch this mm. this is a terrible tale it's tragic only bad things yeah. happen there are no happy endings go away and then you continue and you have to watch it simply because of how much fun it is yeah and also that it's not you know it is about three children at the end of the day who are orphans and there's not remotely sentimental about the way it is shown and uh, also i think why it's worked is because daniel handler himself has helped on the screenplay he's executive producer so that has kept it a little true to form speaking of kiddie fiction Stranger Things which is Netflix's How other is this great kiddie no, fiction because it is it's about those kids are fabulous in it i just love them you know and there's monsters it's like the wall meets lemony snicket i just want to tell you that for someone who shaded the wall as much as you did <laughs> it has featured in your life it's so prominently it's me so much no so stranger things which is this fabulous uh, series which ended i think around 2 months back on netflix is going to be back in march yay yeah it is fabulous watch it the trailer is this stunning this is a good moment for those of you who have not watched it please binge watch and see season 1 it yeah. is uh it is an extraordinary series for anyone who grew up in the 90s by the way it is love yeah and it has winona ryder who you realize what a good actress she is even though she seems a little demented the rest of the time maybe that's why she's such a good actress and this is actually a commentary also on the way we deal with like others yeah and yeah. it's just fab it's so well written it's uh, the characters you will definitely find affinity with the characters and it's just it's got a throwback to et so many things so there's many so things. many references so good times coming our way on netflix i have many memories of jerry pinto one of them involves him doing tumkas another one involves him finishing a thousand word article in i think about 20 minutes yeah that's he taught us also to do that uh he did not <laughs> teach me he was one of my colleagues um but yes he i mean we learned immensely from him as you have to when you're around jerry because he is an encyclopedia of all things curious and fantastic i loved him in the big home hmm. i think it's one of the most beautiful books that have been written in 
fiction yeah. at large people go on about how it's really great for indian fiction but i don't think there has been it's such just a beautiful such a poignant yeah. story of uh, madness and motherhood and being a child all mm. of these things however i really have thought that jerry has a very good crime novel inside him murder in mahim his new book which we will be talking to him about next week that jerry has written this book well is not surprising to no. i'd be surprised if it wasn't well written but it is so it's dark it's got very sensitive parts about how a family deals with each other it's about homosexuality in india it's about the lack of privacy of uh, gay people in india and uh, it's about murder most foul many times over and, and uh, it has a gorgeous cover it has a lovely cover which is a photograph by ashim tyagi we will ask jerry about next week is that so i always read the acknowledgments in a book right there are no <laughs> acknowledgments in this book jerry did not want to acknowledge anybody no so need. the two things which i usually look at first in a book are missing over here and uh fortunately there is a plot but there is a plot in a book otherwise and it's fa- it's a really riveting read and it's very different from m other than for the way the family deals with each other he's got that intricacy down uh packed absolutely and it's about bombay which he knows intimately and if you have any questions that you'd like to put to jerry yeah please let us know by writing into contact at newslaundry.com or uh, tweeting to us uh, you can also leave comments on our facebook post um, and yeah so if you have any questions we will put them forward to mr pinto okay so it's back to question time again because it's time to give you the answers for last week's question and give you a question to answer this week i almost managed a tongue twister there yes okay so last week i had asked you what is bobby deol's real name it is vijay singh tragically no one had inventive names to make up for him um kartik if you had to give bobby deol a name what name would you give him uh since he comes from my hometown uh i don't know bobby fuck great <laughs> what an imaginative reply i'd name bobby bobby this, okay this is so, why bobby deol has such a sad life no one cares bubbly deol bubbly he's still thinking hmm. okay so the winners this week are astha kapoor himanshu saxena palash who had promised us that yeah. he'd write and now he has samit turki yogeshwar ankit and pranay palash and samir congratulations you have answered five correctly therefore this means gifts are en route to you okay question for this week since we have gushed so much about jerry and m and the big whom i have a very simple question from that book what does m stand for please write in to contact at newslaundry.com or send us the answers on twitter that's all we have for you this week thank you miss sen thank you miss pal we will see you next week it's a wrap all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hold up. 